0: Jesus died for everything, everything comes from God Jesus died for, so a car park, the healing of cancers, the salvation of your children, all cost the blood of Christ, so you're allowed to ask for all of them, a brooch, uh, getting a brooch back and world peace, like you're actually allowed to pray for both and receive both, because they all cost the blood of Christ, so you're allowed to have them all, that's pretty good isn't it, yeah, uh, we were born in the Garden of Eden, as a humankind, and we supposed to live in the Garden of Eden, and with all its benefits and all its freedom, and the Garden of Eden was a place of innocence. You didn't know right from wrong, you didn't know good and bad, so you have a little child, and it walks around the house, a thing to learn, it puts its hands on the flat screen TV, okay, walking along, hands over the flat screen TV, no problem, there's no right or wrong, it hasn't done anything wrong, it's happy. Until you say, don't put your hands on the flat screen TV. <laughs> and now there's right and wrong. Okay? Innocence is gone. So now, you've seen it, haven't you? Yeah? Okay? The law stirs up sin. It makes you want to disobey. Because you're supposed to be born in freedom, so we actually hate law. Law, knowing what's right and wrong, was never what we're designed to do. I babysit my babysit my sister's kids sometimes. She's got four. And um, one time we're around, around there to babysit. And they're rushing at the door as it happens. And Narita and my, my, my brother in law Adrian are getting together and they got in the car and they're driving off. And Ashley, little girl, watches them like this. Then watches at the window and then sees them drive off the road and does this to, to run straight to the lounge suite and does this. Stupid, 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 stupid. What are the rules for the house? Don't jump on the couch and. Don't say stupid. <laughs> the law stirs up sin. Okay? Anything you get told to do. And we can't actually obey the law. We can't, we can't actually do it. Okay? So after the fall, there's only one place. That's here. And that's knowing right and wrong. So after the law, we got put here. And now we know right from wrong and we have to do it. And we hate doing it. But we want to get back to Eden. And the only way to get back to Eden is doing good to impress God. But here's the trouble. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil had fruit on it. Not good fruit and a bad fruit, one type of fruit. You take that, it has good and evil together. You try to do something good, you've already done something evil. It goes together. A best example of this is Western medicine. That's the best we have, isn't it? Western medicine, that's the pinnacle of human achievement, really, Western medicine. You do something good, but always does something bad, doesn't it? There's always side effects, sometimes worse than what it's trying to achieve. Good and bad go together. You cannot get to God. But since the fall, we've only had one option. And then man's invented religion, and every religion knows what's good and bad and tells you to do good and put rules that makes you thinner and thinner and more, more like this so you can only do the one good thing that pleases God. Do not be conformed into this world. We're conformed to this world, we only do the one thing to make sure we don't do anything wrong. So monks put, put themselves in a room far away from everywhere, okay? So they can only do the right things. And Jesus said, It's what's in your heart. So, bad luck, dudes, because <laughs> there you have anger or lust or everything in your heart, and you've committed it anyway. It's a waste of time. So, we're just trying to do this one thing, okay? Islam, Buddhist, Hindu. What's a Hindu? Lay Ziggs, <laughs> brew. You might have to think about that one. It's a New Zealand joke. What's a Hindu? Lay Ziggs. All right. So, every. Religion, yeah, okay, sorry, I'm distracting from my own sermon. Every religion knows what's right and wrong. But after Christ came, a new order has come in place. So God has separated our sins as far as the east is from the west. So this is the west. Okay, here's the east. And now Christ came down. He knew what was right and wrong. He did it all for us. And picked us up, he stooped down, and he made us great. So now we are in Christ, in heaven. And our sins are separated as far as the east is from the west. Okay. He remembers our sins no more. Blessed is the man whose sins are never counted against him. If you're in Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Either you're a saint or you ain't. <laughs> Thanks, mate. There is no... Okay, here's a chasm, okay? There is no way to get between the two. Now, religion wants to trick you. Even Christian religion, especially Christian religion, they say if you do the right thing, you're moving closer to God, okay? You put together a few good weeks, a few good hours, uh, add Bible, add tithing. You think you're doing this, okay? But you're not. You know what you're doing... You sing Father Abraham. You hear know that song? There was a Christian, one to please God, and he had to give 10% on the gross. You he know, had that, and there's a Christian, one to please God, and he had to read the Bible. There's a Christian, one to please God, and he had to stop swearing at his mom. There's a Christian, one to please God, and he had to attend church every Sunday. There's a Christian. How many things can you add? You can't keep adding, in Kenya. you You've only got so many limbs. Okay, you were never, by Father Abraham, you're never going to get there, singing the song. Okay, so you need someone to come down and bring you there. When you become a Christ, when you become a Christian, whoa, I'm going to leave that. When, <laughs> pull off the old man and put on the new man that's created to be like God. Mm, interesting. So, you are here and you need someone to rescue you. But you are born into this, and the only way out of sin is to die. That's the only way out. You have one option, to die. But Romans 6 says, don't you know that when Christ died, you are also buried with him? So you have died. And now you're risen again, as a spirit being a new creation, in heaven. Now you're raised and seated in heaven, and this is your place forever. And you're raised with his righteousness, his character, his spirit. You are one with him. Everything he is, you are. And you are nothing He's not. Except he was first. So he has the preeminence. You're a king. And he's the king of kings. Be both kings. He's the king of kings. You're a son. But he's the oldest son. He's the oldest brother. Be both brothers. You're a priest. But he's the high priest. And what the Bible says of Christ... It says of you. So, if it says, Christ says, I'm anointed to heal the sick and raise the dead, what does Christ say about those who follow him? Same thing, okay? If Christ says, if it says of Christ, um, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him bodily. So in him, there's him, and there's the Father, and there's the Holy Spirit. Everything which is Christ is in him. He's the very image of the living God. Same as you. When you receive Christ... The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And Jesus said, If you love me, my Father and I will make our home with you. Holy Spirit, Son, and the Father all live in you. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in you. Jesus said, We'll make our home with you. Not a house, not a rental, not a summer stay. A home. It's a home. You are God's home. Now you might be thinking, hang on, I thought heaven was God's home. (laughs) Heaven is God's home. You are God's home. You are heaven on earth. You are the very resident of the triune God. You are the breakthrough. You are the open heaven. You are the portal. All these things, you are. You are. Because the fullness of the Godhead dwells in you bodily. Your sins aren't counted against you. They've died. They've been buried in the earth when Christ was. And now you're a whole new being. Now everything of Christ is of you. And the devil had no hold on Christ, so the devil has no hold on you. He has no hold on you. So if you get all that teaching, he has no hold on you. He has no hold on you. We teach a lot about devils and a little bit about angels. That just shows how skewed we are. Okay? We're here and here forever because Christ is here forever. And we are in Christ forever and ever and ever. And it gets better. How much better, we don't actually know. The Bible doesn't say, it just says, it's beyond our imagining. It says, while we're yet sons, what we will become, we don't know. It's even greater than what we can imagine. It's an amazing thing God has done for us. Now, if we're here, and we can speak things into being, like our Father did, we're the same as him, we know by faith that God... Frame the world with his words, so what is unseen, what is seen, made out of the unseen. We can frame things with our words, we can bring love, we can forgive, we can do all the things God did. And the devil touches us not. Why is my life the way it is? Why am I experiencing a life and having the week I just had? Yeah? Yeah? We want to bring this to earth, we want to bring heaven to earth, we want this to be our reality here. But it's not sometimes, maybe. Okay, so we all know this. There's a reason why our experiences is is sometimes here. Okay, if we believe this, believing is the first thing. You've got to know that's what's happened in your salvation, the full gospel. But when you believe it, and you really believe it, Yet your experience here is the devil has access to your life, and there's lack, and there's worry, and there's sickness, and all these things. You think, why am I here? Why am I here? Okay, I have a verse to read from the Bible. Actually, I'll choose a different one. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Second Corinthians two ten says. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven, this is Paul writing, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Satan can outwit you if you believe what he says and put you over here. And that verse, we're not unaware of his schemes, is in the context of forgiveness. Colossians 3.13 says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, thinks himself aggrieved by his neighbor, when there is ground for any complaint, just as your Lord has freely forgiven you, so you must do also. The Lord's generosity you must model as your own. Jesus is here, not counting our sins against us. Separate our sins, as far as Jesus is from the West, our sins are against us no more. They're gone. The whole sinful body and everything has been buried. we as righteous as he is. We have his very righteousness. Okay? And now we have to be as Christ is. We have to forgive in the same way he forgave. Because there's two courts going on. This court is the court of mercy by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mercy, 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 mercy. Because grace and mercy came by Christ. But the law was sent. Over here is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Here we know what is right, we know what is wrong. We know earthly justice. Even a small child knows earthly justice. They know that their older brother got two-thirds of the Mars bar. then he got one-third of the Mars bar. It's inherently within you. You know earthly justice right from wrong. Okay? Now, when someone wrongs me, what do I want? I want justice because I know it's a genuine wrong. I'm not being... Don't be light with this. There are some terrible, genuine wrongs that have happened... And when we appeal to this court of justice, of what is right and wrong, even though we live over there, we get a ruling from this court. If I am trading with China in Australia, but I'm importing from China, and something goes wrong, if I make an appeal from my Australian court, a a complaint there, I'll get a ruling from the Australian court. If I appeal to a foreign land and to their court, and that's where I make my appeal, I will get a ruling from that Chinese court, and I have to sit under it. Even though legally I'm a citizen over there, by my choice I've gone here. By our choice, when something has gone wrong, when you have been genuinely wrong, it's a genuine wrong, perceived or real, but most of them are real, and you make an appeal to this court of justice, that that person must be punished for what they've done, You've appealed to this court. You, a king, has appealed to this lower court and put yourself under this court, and you'll get a ruling from this court. And you start coming under Old Testament, Old Covenant realities, which you, which Jesus died to take away. So if you, remember the story, of the guy has been forgiven the big debt, and the small, and then uh, the king forgave him the big debt because he could not pay it. Then he found someone who owed him money, a small debt, and he beat him up, wanted his money. And God, uh, the God, the king says, throw that man to the torturers. There, yeah, to the tormentors, to the torturers. We'd be forgiven a massive debt. If you choose to put yourself back under this system for what you want as justice, you are open to some bad stuff. Okay? Have you ever... Laid in bed, and it's 2 a.m., thinking, oh, what that thing did, that person, what that person said. And it's 3 a.m., what that person said. 4 a.m., what that person said. Okay? (laughs) Okay? I certainly have. And to my whole world, it is an injustice, and I was the victim and whatever, you know? And I'm thinking about it over and over again, and it's not right. Do you know why? Because it wasn't right, and it's not right. And I try and go to sleep, and I'm awake, and I think... I look at the clock and think I've been thinking about that for two hours, and then it's like four and four. And then it's not kidding. And, the, and there's light at the window. You go. I have been awake all night thinking about the situation. I need to not to appeal to this court. I need to appeal to that court. The court of blood and mercy. But what's the problem with that? If my let's say it's my dad, because none of you know my dad. This is this hypothetical, because then it's only between me and him. If I release my dad from his debt, do you know what happens? He gets away with it. Because you're not going to hold it to him and you're not going to hold it to him. But he's done me wrong. If I let it go, he's got away scot-free. Just like me. (laughs) What I need to do is take this genuine wrong that's happened to me out of this court. I need to appeal to my court of my land and get my ruling And bring it here, under the blood, where I am. I want to do unto others as I have done unto myself. Do you know what I want for my life? I want everyone to forgive me. I want none of my sins to be counted against me. I want my name to be protected. I don't want people bringing up old things. I want to get away with scot-free. I want my name and my to to be protected. I want to be vindicated. This is what I want. This is what I want for myself. Okay, This is what I want now for the person who has genuinely hurt me. I bring them here, under this. I give them to God. Now, I don't judge. Now, God judges. I don't know their past. I don't know their history. I don't know what happened to them as a child. I don't know what happened to them yesterday. (laughs) I don't know anything. I'm not supposed to know right from wrong. I'm supposed to be innocent. If I start choosing right from wrong... Instantly, I'm back there. Instantly. i you to come here under this court and bring that matter under this court and say, it was my dad or whatever. I hand it to God. He is the judge. And then, I do unto others. I release them from all moral obligations. One of the translations, as Ben's pointed out, with the our Father, is forgive them their moral obligations as I have my moral obligations forgiven to me. Or forgive me my moral obligations as I forgive the moral obligations of others. Okay? I give it to God. I'm, no longer a judge. I'm not going judge. I'm not created to be judge. I take that off my shoulders. My human frame was made to be in innocence here. It wasn't designed to be over there. As soon as we started living over there, we went from living forever to 900 years, to 600 years, to 400, to 200, to 120, down to 80, 70. Our frame cannot handle right from wrong. It can't hold anger. It can't hold unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is drinking poison, hoping someone else gets sick. Unforgiveness is drinking poison, hoping someone else gets sick. That's what it is. Do yourself a favor and them a favor. Know that that judgment you're using is part of the dead man. It's gone. It's right from wrong. It's true tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's gone. Now you live here in innocence. Something happens. You hand it to God and let him judge. And then you do unto others. And how do you know this right from wrong thing is dead? How do you mortify this, this dude? How do you cast off the old man if it's trying to say hello to you? You bless them out of your mouth. Not in the, speak it out. Believe in your heart. Speak with your mouth, and it's going to come to pass. And for the first time in your life, you're worried that your prayer is actually going to work. <laughs> and you say, "Bless this person. Bless their marriage. Bless their finances. May the hope of their life come come to, to pass." Protect their name. May their sins never find them out. Lord, protect them. May it all be hidden. Protect them from the work of the devil. They must be under so many curses. Release the curse off their life. They don't know Christ. Bring them to an intimate relationship with Christ. May they know love. They cast out every fear. And God hears you. And he says, wow, that sounds like me. Because God says, rain on the wicked and the evil. God did not come to count their sins against them, but to save men. God's blessing his enemies. Jesus said, forgive them. They don't know what they do. When he could have smited them, he could have 10,000 angels like that. <laughs> Joseph, when his brothers came to him for food, he could have smashed them, couldn't he? That was payback time. But he cried. And he sent everyone out, out of the room so no one heard the reconciliation. He's protecting their name. So they could move to Egypt and have their name protected and live there and flourish. That's what I want for me. That's what I want for others. Yeah? Yeah. That puts you here, firmly here. And, you, and you're living, that's what your true nature. You're a slave to righteousness. Your love. God is love. And you're one with God, so you're one with love. This is what you do. And love keeps no record of wrong. As it says, forgive one another, bear each other's grievances, and forgive each other deeply. Deeply, 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 deeply. Forgive all grievances, everything, in light of what's happened to you. It's a good news. It's good news. This judgment, which is right, is a correct judgment. You have been done wrong. That's why it's called forgiveness. You have been done wrong. Your body, your frame, and your soul was never designed to carry it. It's hurting you. And you're putting yourself under this court of right and wrong. And if I go, this person court has done all these things wrong. They go, okay, rrr, yep, we're going to smash that person. i will just put a curse on someone. And they go, ah, oh, Chris Blackaby, why you're here? Ah, I have put myself here. I'm not supposed to be here. This is this is dead man's territory. Why am I trying to drag this up? I live over here. So we're going to do two things. First of all, we are going to release a judgment we hold against someone. And we're going to give it to God. And the scary thing is, we know how forgiving he is. <laughs> and he might just forgive them. He might just bless them. Their lives might take off and boom. And so might yours. <laughs> You're not designed to carry it. This is what being a child of light is. You're light. You're light. Do not judge. The same judgment you used against you. If I hate, hate, hate homosexuals and I rage against them, okay? I put myself under a judgment of right and wrong as I placard them. Yeah, I put myself under a judgment of right and wrong. And I give myself to this court and I open this Old Testament stuff and I'm opening myself up to the torturers. And they can bring the same accusation against me. And the people that, men that hate gays have bad relationships with other men. It affects their relationship because the same bit that makes them sensitive to the Holy Spirit, they've covered it so they can yell. you got to get rid of that. With anything, any judgment, any judgment, you judge other churches, then you become make, start, start making the same mistakes as, as the church. Yep. We're not designed to carry judgment. Just be innocent, not know right and wrong. Just be innocent and blessed. Then you're like your Father in heaven. So first thing, let's just close our eyes. And we all know, we all know, we all know. <laughs> you don't, have to, don't have to dredge the, the river for this one. Whew. Father, this is good news, this is exciting, this is hope, this is light. You've raised us and see us in heavenly places, and we want to appeal to the court of mercy and blood that came by Christ. And Lord, there's some genuine hurts and some genuine wrongs, as far as we understand, that have happened to us in our life. And we just grab those people and their names and we carry them into the light as you are in the light. And we carry them. And here in the glory light, these people, every tormenting demon that's working against them just burns off in the light. Burns off. And we release them to you, perfect judge, loving father, merciful father, does not true as our sins deserve, separates them from the east and from the west. We hand them to you. And you can judge according to a loving Father. But we say, Lord, bless these people. May they know you in intimacy. May they secure their salvation in heaven for eternity. May they be our allies and our brothers forever. You deserve a big church. Bless them. Bless their marriages, present and future. Bless, it. bless their children. Bring finances to their life and break off their, off their life. And Lord, open their heart, that they may know your love, that they may know your love, and release them to you. They may never, ever acknowledge what they've done, Lord, but we've handed it to you. We're going to live in this light place, this light place. Thank you, Lord, that we can be like you in this. Ooh. Amen. Amen. So we can do this all the time. And tonight, at 1am, they might come to you. Do you know what you do to that? Same thing. If it comes to me that Darren did something wrong to me, I get up and I go, I bless Darren. One time I'd actually get out, it was winter, unfortunately. I guess because I've a lie, I wouldn't pray. So I get out of bed and I'd pray for that person every time the torment came. I'd pray and i bless and i bless and i pray and i pray. And I know that person, their life has turned around and they don't do the things they once did. Or well, I could try and lock him in with my judgment. Yeah. One more prayer. And this is the good one. That was easy. I want you to forgive yourself. Give yourself a gift you don't deserve. Because you know the right and wrong you've done. But you don't live here anymore. You live over here. And Christ paid for this as he paid for a brooch, as he paid for the nations. So what we're going to do we going to forgive ourselves right now. Yeah? And then you have open hands to receive. Because God wants to give you stuff, but you say no because you know it's right and wrong. It's not right. That's God's kindness that leads us to change our hearts and our minds. We're going to open ourselves up to that kindness. Yeah? One last prayer. Father, we just step into your presence with our conscience sprinkled clean. We repent. Of self atonement, trying to pay the price for our own wrongs, we say, "You have done it. We've risen again, innocent as babes, forever in Your presence." And Lord, the judgment we hold against ourselves, we take it off. We give it to You. And the same prayer we prayed for others, we know we pray of You, Father. You do not treat us as our sins deserves. You were kind to us to change our hearts. We love because You first loved. Four, your perfect love casts out fear. It keeps no record of wrong it never fails. We surrender to this and knowing that we are completely cleansed of all wrong and we only appeal to the mercy and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're now open to receive anything you have for us and we'll just say yes. We won't judge ourselves, deserve or not deserve. we we'll just say yes because of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your cross. Amen.